we begin the Before we begin this session, I would bow down and offer my prayers to the holy feet of Lord Sadgurudev. Please join me by closing your eyes. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Deva Maheshwara, Guru Shakshat, Param Brahma, Tasmai Shri Guru Venama. Welcome to yet another awaited session of our weekly Sunday satsang. I am Dipti and have joined this satsang from Glenrock, New Jersey. In the current times, our day-to-day -day life always goes busy in fulfilling our physical and mental requirements and social responsibilities. In this fast-paced routine life, the requirements of the soul are often forgotten. So, first of all, I congratulate each one of you on board for taking some time from your busy schedule and meeting us on this virtual satsang to fulfill the requirements of our soul. Let's get started first by welcoming our Sadhguru Dev to blaze this occasion by reciting the Swagat Gan. I request Jessica Ji to start this session with the Swagat Gan. Over to you, Jessica Ji. Chase Guru Dev, Swagakan. Aja Swagatanidya Guru Vera. Santa Shubhagama Aye. Adyatma Vidya Divya Jyoti. Somara Sabara Saye. Dosha Dura Guna Dura Karike Shura Hansa Banaye Bede Kama Gati Gyana Karajana Shakti Dwarva Hataye Kule Dwarva Shabda Saga Jana Anahwaiye Jana Sadafala Vishwa Shikshaka Shana Anapachaiye Aja Swagatanidya Guru Vara Santa Shubhagama Aiye Thank you so much, uh, Jessica Ji, for reciting the Swagat Gan in a, <clears throat> in, uh, in a very calm and uh, soothing voice. Thank you so much. Now in the presence of Sadhguru Dev, our next prayer to His Holiness is the Mangal Gan. Let us immerse ourselves in His thoughts and pray to Him to eradicate differences and ills among various classes, communities and sections and have universal peace. Let this earth be a heavenly place with plentiful bliss, prosperity and peace. I would again request Jessica Ji to sing this beautiful composition. Over to you, Jessica Ji. Mango Gan. Vishwa Shanti Nama Mangala Paramaguru Kodiaye 
Tatvan Vashanti Dorakar Pava Pedamitaye Sarvabhuma Samasti Sata Yatmarajya Banaye Bishabhasha Bhava Jagamaya Jnana Paradara Saiye Sumitri Sukha Shanti Taratala Svarga Bhumi Banaiye Vishwa Shikshaka Jnana Sadafala Niti Svarga Apanaiye Vishwa Shanti Nama Mangala Paramakuru Kodiaye Sadhguru Deva Ki Thank you so much, Jessica Ji, for putting forward the soulful words of Swagat Gan and Mangal Gan across. Now let's move forward to our next section, uh, which is Swarved Wisdom. Uh, we introduced this section uh, before few weeks, and uh, today we are really fortunate to have uh, Dr. Subhash Chandraji, uh, who is a doctor practicing in psychiatry in New York City. And uh, he is going to be uh, our guest speaker. And um, again, I would say he is a great speaker, and we are uh, really glad to have him as our guest speaker today. So over to you, Subhashi, and uh, please uh, shower your wisdom on us today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dukhiji, for your kind words. So my prayers in the holy feet of Sadhguru Dev. Akhan Itam Yena Tasmai Sri Guru Venama Guru Se Bada Jagame Nahikoi Brahma, Vishnu, Maheshana, Hoi, Rishi Muni Yogi, Guru Pada Seve, Rama Krishna, Yehi Mata Deve, Yahatana Vishaki, Belari, Guru Amrita Kakha, ईश दिए जो गुरु मिले तो भी सस्ता जान फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल दीप्ति जी कैन यू शेयर the uh, uh, Subhashi, that one is not handy, but let me speak to you offline. And... I have it. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. here it is. Okay. So if you go down, 
because either I can share it. Or... I have shared it. I have shared it. Yeah. Okay. So if you go further down, just four slides. On the fifth slide, it is, and it's not moving. Yes. Thank you, Dalmaniji. So today's couplets. Adbhut mayu gaganame ardh som rasdhar Sita vaidik naam hai yogin pran adhar. This one couplet, it has so much, so much in it that it is beyond uh, my words to provide a real explanation. See, these couplets were written by Amiji in his deep stages of meditation. So these are experience-based. What I will be talking is mere knowledge-based. So I can never do justice to any of these couplets trying to explain it at the level of mind. It's same as if uh, I have never been to Chandni Chowk, New Delhi, and uh, if Jessica Ji is asking me uh, what it looks like. The explanation that I will give will be on a map. I will show her the GPS. But what its real significance is will not be explained by my words. My wisdom, my words, everything will be lacking in sharing the real essence of that place, Chandani Chak in New Delhi. Similarly, this couplet, and based on my knowledge and what I have read, and it is not at all based on my experience. So I wish an experienced person shared their experience of these couplets. So based on what I have read, and my apologies if I make some mistake, Please feel free to correct me. It's a description of the fifth stage of Vihangam Yoga. The same way we need milk, ghee, all those things to nourish our body. So that is the food of the body, we say, in similar manner, the food of the soul is that somras dhar. So, here in this couplet, there is description of that amrit, that uh, uh, nectar, that ex exhaler, the source of uh, immense pleasure and the food for the soul, which is being called as sita. So Sita, as Swamiji has mentioned in this couplet and further in the Bhashya, the explanation that, uh, that flow 
And since it is a som rush, so rush has to always flow. So it is flowing uh, towards the soul, which is basking in the glory of Sadhguru Dev at the 11th window. So these descriptions I'm giving is again very uh, bookish description, not doing any justice to what is being mentioned here. So let's begin again from uh, the level of the body, body, mind, and soul. Every day we are nurturing, taking care of our body. A time comes, the body grows, and then comes in immense dissatisfaction. That immense dissatisfaction of what more is to life beyond body and meeting the worldly requirements. So what more is to life that is always has bothered the great sense. So there is one description of uh, Lord Ram. That Lord Ram talks to his guru and that guru is known as Vasistji. So Vasistji gives a lesson to Lord Ram, the guru, the teacher, Vasistji. He gives a lesson to Lord Ram when he is expressing his dissatisfaction or feeling delusional about being in this world. So he says, Yadi deham prithaka kritya chiti vishramatisthit yada trinipritashesha vai meko bhavishyasi. So he says, Hey Ram, Hey Ram is a, is a way of uh, addressing someone. So, Hey Ram, Ram is a god in Indian uh, mythology, or you can say an expression of God. As we discussed that, if we have not reached there at the level of the soul, whatever we are sharing is just an expression of our own understanding. The image that we create is again our own visual mental picture of God. So Guru Vashist explains, Yadi Deham Prithak. So he says, if Deham means body, Prithak means separate, Kritya means activities, day-to-day -day activities, and Chiti is the words for soul. So Guru Vashist tells Ram that if you separate your soul, the inner force, the consciousness from your day-to-day -day activities, and if your soul, the surati of the soul, the ray of the soul, 
right now in this body we have our soul and soul has its rays means we are dissipating that ray or surati of the soul in our day-to-day -day worldly activities instead if that surati that uh, ray of the soul that uh, where the soul is focused on if that surati is stabilized at its source then all these worldly things become meaningless and then that is the time when you understand that all these worldly things is trinakrit shesh trina means uh, grass sukhi vighas so trinakrit shesh means all the worldly pleasure and the world will be a keen similar to the tip of a dried grass and at that time when the soul surati has become nirati which we discussed in the last uh, session at that time with the help of nirati begins the devotion begins the prayer to only nirati can pray the real bhakti i think niranjan ji asked me in the last session that right now our all our prayers are at the level of body and mind when do we pray at the level of soul so when the surati becomes nirati at that time begins the prayer or the devotion or the focus to that almighty now here the word adbhut mayu gagan me adbhut as in unique altogether different mayu as i understood is a a word for meg as in cloud so samiji is trying to explain and help us visualize that what it may look like for those who have not experienced that sarshab that satpurush that almighty that god or brahma whatever word we use that is more like a a cloud a unique magnificent cloud in the sky from there the the excelsior the nectar is coming down and when this uh, nectar comes down and if the soul is at the 11th door or we call it window then under the light of sadgurudev that soul gets its nutrition just like the body's nutrition is milk and other ingredients the soul's nutrition is that som ras that nectar that elixir of life and here that has been called as sita sita vedic naam hai so 
It is also known as Sita. Yogin Pran Adhar. Adhar means the basis. Yogin as in those who are meditating. So we all are yogis here. The basic Pran. So here it's, we are not talking about uh, Apan, Vayu and that part of the Pran. But what it is referring to is we as meditator, we as yogis, this is the elixir of life, that somras dhar which is flowing from that cloud. And it is meant for the real yogis, real yogis who under the blessings of Sadguru Dev, they cross the tenth door, then the Akshar Brahm, and then in that Sadguru Mandal, there they are and they receive the elixir. And that is where uh, they are dissolved. That is the sole purpose of uh, the soul is gets what uh, it meant to be, what it was craving for. And that is possible through meditation, through different stages of first, second, third, fourth, and the fifth stage of Vihangam Yoga. But once again, this is my description based on uh, very much of a knowledge base. And uh, I've never experienced it. It's more like uh, defining an elephant. So if someone who is never seen an elephant, and that someone uh, is told that uh, elephant is crossing the city and uh, their eyes are closed. There are seven to eight people who have formed a group and who are trying to discover and define things. Their eyes are closed and elephant is so huge and so big that everyone touches the different part of the elephant and then they describe it in their own manner. So the outcome is they will all say if someone who was uh, who caught hold of one of the limbs of the elephant, they will say it's like a pillar. Elephant is like a pillar, a strong, wide. You can put your arms around that pillar. Someone who got the tail will have a different description. So most important of all is having that vision to see it. And that vision comes when your mind and when your pran are dissolved in their origin, they are settled, they are down, they are dissolved. And that also is only possible under the blessings of Sadhguru Dev. Even there you need a guru, a teacher, a master who prevents you from deviating and gives you the direction that no, what you are seeing is just a part of it. And it tells you about seeing it from a distance. It gives you the real picture so that you do not get deviated or do not lose the essence. And uh, the basic purpose of being human and coming on this world, in this earth, was to get freedom from the cycle of the birth and rebirth. And that only happens when there is self-realization and when you know that you are a soul not merely body and mind and breath, then that soul 
craves for what is its nutrient, the somras, the elixir of life. And that you get uh, when you reach that stage. So I've tried my best to explain it in a few words. Anyone who would, uh, as I remember, uh, these sessions are meant to be a dialogue and we are supposed to share. So back to you, Diptiji, so that uh, we can open it to discuss and people can have uh, any questions or whatever they would like to share. Uh, thank you so much, Subhashi, and uh, thanks for making us understand this Doha so beautifully. And uh, you elaborated uh, pretty well from uh, from the beginning to the end, uh, though it's quite complicated, as we all know. Uh, so I would like to request um, other Guru Bhai, Guru Bahans, or any new joinee um, to uh, to uh, you know uh, to pitch in on this uh, Doha, and if they have something any question or any kind of thought on this, they can share, share on this platform. If not, then uh, we can go to the next couplet and maybe then collectively. Uh... Sure, Subhashi. Okay. So the next couplet, Kasa Chetan Kala Kirana Surati Chiti Gyan Yaha Shabda Prayaya Hai Santa Amat Mata Gyan so here, again, the description is of the life force, our life force that is being dissipated in a downward direction. So that energy of the soul which has been given multiple names here. Kiran means ray. Surati, as we discussed, the souls. Uh, in the last session, we discussed uh, soul has uh, eight different rays. We talked about Astam Surati. So let's understand it this way, that if uh, we have a soul, a life, force within us, then that life force is letting or connecting with the outside world with all these openings that we talked about in our body and through our Gyanendriya and Karmendriya. So here the discussion is that that Surati of the soul, when it becomes uh, Nirati, First of all, knowing in itself that we are Chetan, means we are a life force. And uh, from our soul, the ray of our soul, 
is the only thing which through the meditation we can go beyond man pran evam indriya beyond the mind body and our breath we can go beyond that to unwind to open the the souls real potential and when that soul in its finest form that is the nirati excuse me which further ascends up under the guidance of sadguru dev so here sadguru dev is once again talking about this science that this is a chetan science this is a conscious science and to experiment on such science one will have to be in the conscious realm we are right now in the prakriti realm we are right now in the realm of uh, body mind uh, all those inert objects so it's difficult for her to us to uh, understand that but this knowledge of vihangam yoga is the science of consciousness which is sant amat mat gyan so sant amat mat gyan the reference is again I, it's difficult for me to say it word by word and i may make a mistake there so please feel free to correct me but the essence here is sant the saints whoever is meditating and giving up on worldly desires and worldly afflictions those sant amatmat gyan means it is beyond the knowledge and only beyond the knowledge of the mind and the intellect and only those sant only those devotees only those practitioners who through the practice of vihangam yoga have solidified them to the extent that their mind has stopped wandering they have control on mind and their breath those are the only people who understand surati who understand that they are a life force the way it is said about soul is that uh, soul's consciousness has a unique property and that property is of identifying itself with whatever it is associated with when it is attached to the body it identifies itself with the body as if it forgets that it is a active life force but throughout our life we always remember that we are the body as swami ji says that hum sharire hai hum sharir nahi hai means we are not the body body is just a cover so the soul has forgotten that this soul is using this cover of the body because that is the unique tendency of the soul to identify itself 
with whatever it is associated with. Similarly, when it identifies itself with the Brahma, then once again, it gets, uh, because of its association with the Brahma, you see, you have heard it many times, then you say, or those uh, devoted practitioners who have experienced it, the feeling of Aham Brahmasmi. So it starts identifying itself with that infinite energy and starts claiming that I am infinitely great, I am infinitely strong in the power of my soul. And those who have experienced it the way they share it, that the power of eyes, ears, pran, apan, vyan, all are infinitely increased. And their sense of self is I am infinite in everything. So that is the nature of the soul. Associating with the infinite, it starts claiming that the soul in itself is infinite. And there comes the role of the Sadhguru, your Guru, who directs you and your Surati, which has become Nirati, only that Sukshma, the microscopic you, who has shed all of it, that Sadhguru directs it to its uh, path through the 11th uh, door and that reference in Sarveda is 11th window. So once again, this is the description I have. The second line, which means these are all the synonyms of uh, Kasha, Chetankala, Kiran, Surati, Chiti, Gyan, Chiti Gyan. All these are synonyms of uh, a single uh, word or single essence, and that is Atma Rashmi, means the ray of the soul that is known as Surati, which in its finest form becomes Nirati. Thank you. Back to you, Dipti Ji. Uh, thank you so much, Subhashi. Um, uh, today, it seems the uh, Dohas are uh, pretty tough uh, and uh, you are answering so beautifully. So I would like to uh, again request our audience to ask any question to Subhashi. Uh, please feel free to ask any question on this to, to Dohas, uh, to Subhashi. Yeah, Jai Satpudev, Dipti Ji, I have a question. Ji, Monika Ji. So Subhashi <clears throat> was mentioning between the lines uh, something about all these uh, practitioners, Vihanga Yoga practitioners, when they come to a point, they control their breath, their mind, and their uh, thoughts. Only those practitioners, only those practitioners know how the what is surati and how the surati can get transformed into nirati. So, because we understand these uh, dohas 
have been written by uh, you know written uh, or or i must say that these dohas <clears throat> are um, mere uh, merely uh, the experiences in the deep stages of uh, meditation that uh, our sadguru sadafal dev ji maharaj um, uh, purported right uh, and these were written later i think that was by dharmchandra dioji maharaj uh, beautifully uh, written in swarved so my question is that when a practitioner is practicing vihangam yoga meditation irrespective of what or which stage he or she may may be in does the you know the when the practitioner reaches a point where he or she is able to control the mind the breath the you know the thoughts it, it is it is it that the practitioner already has reached with the due practice of meditation is able to realize that or is it when when the practitioner gets the blessings of sadguru to go beyond uh, a level or whatever his uh, present uh, state might be only then that practitioner will experience um, the the surati or uh, in other words will will transform uh, you know from his uh, consciousness being surati to nirati so that is uh, my question that in the experience is does it come naturally to to a practitioner uh, to to experience these higher states of consciousness or is it only when when sadguru dev blesses a practitioner to experience uh, these things because what i am hearing is you know in the satsangs that uh, you know the speaker tries his best to explain us the dohas but they are merely you know the experiences of such a supreme uh, you know great yogi uh, sadafal dev ji maharaj so i uh, when we try to imply or apply these things to to our uh, you know uh, we we might be nowhere in meditation as compared to that stature where sadafal dev ji maharaj was or where there are some really uh, very like uh, uh, ex- experienced uh, yogis uh, of vihangam yoga in india or elsewhere that we are we have not reached that state so that that's how my question is uh, if you are able to answer uh, thank you yes gurudev monka ji so first of all uh, let's come to the question if i am understanding it correctly you are saying that uh, will the experiencer experience it gradually as they continue meditation or it is only possible when sadguru wants it to happen and only under his guidance these experiences will happen did i understand your question correctly yes yes exactly yes you could i couldn't have said it any better yes you you got my question 
thank you. So uh, this question is at least uh, uh, easier for me to answer rather than the couplets of Sorveda, because the way I would again explain it, to specialize into one single field, and for me, since I'm from the medical side, so only those examples sounds and seems to be very pertinent to me. Uh, we go through 29 subjects. We read uh, anatomy, physiology, biochemistry, and the pharmacology, microbiology, uh, pediatrics, OBGYN, uh, mental health. So there are 29 subjects altogether, and you have to pass all the subjects. And then comes, once you have seen all the subjects in some finer uh, uh, you have a primary facie understanding of all these subjects, and then you become an MBBS, and then you do another four years to specialize. So let's say anatomy. If I had to learn anatomy all by myself, it would take me first 50 or 100 years to break down every cell, tissue, and bone and muscle and the nerve of the body. So a guru, a teacher, whoever has established by focusing on the human body for years and years and years and years, and they wrote it in a book that is, we call it Gray's Anatomy. And there's also a TV show uh, with the name Gray's. So it made it simpler for us and still it is not simple actually. It is the toughest subject in medical science is the human anatomy to learn it. So I would say that based on my understanding, if someone wants to experience it on their own, yes, it is doable. But uh, I don't think that it will be doable in just one life. It needs uh, multiple lives. I was reading the book written by K.D. Sinhaji, where he talks about Raj Yoga, which has all sorts of band, mudra, pranayam, asan, to awaken, excuse me, to awaken the kundalini or the serpent power. They spent multiple years trying to do that. He shares his experience from Raj Yoga that he practiced it for 13 years and could not do Kundalini Jagran or that serpent awakening at the third, uh, what we call at Brahmarand, which opens up or the 10th door. He further mentions in his book that he rarely came across as, as uh, came across a practitioner of Raj Yoga who ever achieved that stage of Kundalini Jagran. Whereas when he came into the fold of Vihangam Yoga, after 13 years of Raj Yoga, it was easily achieved by the grace of the Guru by attuning the consciousness to the sound of Rarankar at the third stage in the journey of consciousness. 
So this is what he shared in his book that, yes, there are so many people who are trying to unwind spirituality. Similarly, there are so many subjects and yes, it can be done. But to do it, I don't know how many birth and rebirth and life would be needed. And there comes the role of a guru or a teacher or a master who has experienced it and who is kind enough, who is, uh, who is not looking at our drawbacks, our shortcomings, uh, how much deficient we are. And he's there to bless us with the guidance, with the route to that path where things will happen. So from this memoir of Teddy Sinhaji, uh, that's something he could not achieve after 13 years of rigorous Raj Yoga. By the blessing of Sadhguru Dev, he has explained it beautifully that how when he attuned his consciousness to the sound of Rarankar, at the third stage of the journey, he experienced the opening of the 10th door. So the Guru's grace and direction is very important. We don't even know where is the 10th door. Either someone tells us or otherwise we will spend the entire life focusing at different places. The first stage we learned it is at the tip of the nose, then is the second stage, third stage. So if we are not aware if we are not informed or have no knowledge of where the consciousness has to be attuned, we will keep wandering our entire life to even have what we call the Kundalini Jagran or opening the 10th door. And so many literatures, if you look at Chandiyog, Upanishad, so many times it has been mentioned again and again, this path. None of this is new. None of this is unique to Vihangam Yoga. It is nowhere said that only when you become Vihangam Yogi, only then you will know all this path. All these are mentioned very well. Like we do Gayatri Mantra. So even in the Gayatri, the book where the Gayatri has been, uh, the book is of... Uh, Gayatri Upasana in uh, the chapter of Gayatri Upasana in Chandayog Upanishad and uh, Brihadranayak Upanishad, it talks about all of this. There is a light of moon there and the grants glaze and beauty talking about the second stage. And then it also talks about the third stage, the fourth and the fifth. So everything is mentioned in our ancient literatures in Upanishad. And there are so many places this have been uh, referenced. But to get the direction, to get the direction from one to the other to the other, it will take forever if it is not for the guidance and for the blessings of Sadhguru Dev. I hope I answered it to some extent. Back to you, Dikteji Mamikaji. Ji, <clears throat> yes, Subhaji. No, I understand that, uh, you know, we, we do need our, you know, the master, Sadhguru Dev, to guide us uh, at every step. But 
I I asked that question because I was, uh, you know, uh, trying to understand when you mentioned about the yogis uh, and they reach a level where they can uh, foresee uh, or experience their surati. So that's how I was trying to interpret, like, does that happen naturally that they experience once they have conquered their mind and breath and body, that they start experiencing surati? Or does it only happen when Sadhguru Dev guides them to see? So uh, I think mm, you explained it very well, but uh, that that that's something I, I was not clear about. That, so that uh, question of yours remain unanswered. So the way I would uh, answer it is uh, most of the human beings are attracted towards their opposite sex. Nowadays, we have exception and same sex. How does that happen? No one ever tells you that uh, you have to be attracted to the opposite sex. It's our basic instinct. It is coded in our genes, in our cells, and that pulls us there. But even being pulled to the opposite sex, it does not lead to an ultimate destination where you'll get married and get settled and have life. So then there is a direction either given by the parents or the friends that this boy or girl is not right for you. So my understanding, my, um, I'm talking from my level, my understanding would be that when you are at that level of Akshara Mandal, where your man, Pran and Buddhi, all of them have become, uh, have ceased to exist. And then you are only a soul. It will have its basic instinct, which is wrong to say here because soul does not need a basic instinct. But for the purpose of explanation, it in itself, it in itself will be pulled towards the, from the 10th door, uh, we talked about Akshar Mandal, it will be pulled itself towards the 11th uh, window. What I mean to convey is, without our knowledge, we don't even think about it, how our soul is engrossed through our sense organs and chatushya antahkaran man buddhi chitanahankar to this universe. Again, it's the soul's energy. So we are lost. What made us come to Vihangam Yoga? Did someone tell you that uh, Vihangam uh, Yoga is a necessity? You must do Vihangam Yoga only, then you will survive? No. Somewhere, somehow, your soul and its surati was feeling that dissatisfaction, that something is missing in life, which was never told to you that what is missing. And in itself, it was finding its path here and there in prayers, in some uh, fasting techniques, that something is missing. And finally, you embarked on the journey of Vihangam Yoga. So yes, without your soul's uh, innate desire or innate need, you will never have a direction. So your soul already has a direction in which it is moving. 
And now coming to your question here is that you won't be reaching the Akshar Brahm. We are talking about Surati and Nirati that is beyond the fourth stage. And if you are such a pious soul who easily crosses the stage where one can silent all the sense organs, then comes that you silent the mind, purify it, then you go further beyond. If you are able to do that on your own, then my intellectual understanding will be that yes, you will be able to change your surati to nirati if without any guru's influence just by this knowledge and the books, if you have been able to reach that stage. If I failed to discuss it, then please feel free to let me know, Monica Ji. Yes. So basically, Subhash Ji, this is what I understand, that when a practitioner goes into deep state of meditation, or maybe the second stage or the third stage, which I don't know about, right? And the practitioner is practicing for a few hours and few days and few weeks. And in that meditation, deep state of meditation, he or she will get guidance where he will uh, reach a state where he crosses the mind, the breath and the body and is able to experience um, the higher state of consciousness that may be surati all under the guidance of the master and with his um, ardent practice. Did I get it right? Yes, uh, but it did not answer your question, which I was trying to, that let's say there is no master. Let's say there is no master and we have all this knowledge written in Upanishad written in Chanda Yoga, uh, Gita, and we start doing it all by ourselves. Right? So I think your question was, so can I reach there without a master and without a, a guru? Or do I must need his blessings to, to reach that stage? So if it's just in the scriptures, in the books, the knowledge that is mentioned in most of the uh, holy scriptures. Uh, if I just read them and keep reading them, as they say, it all leads to Vachak again. Knowledge-wise, again, people will reach there uh, by the knowledge. The same way uh, today I'm explaining about uh, the Somras, which is uh, knowledge of the fifth stage, without any such experience, same way, many people in Kashi and uh, all those pundits who are there, they have gained this knowledge, they have read the scriptures, they talk about it. And the problem that happens is deforming the knowledge, like Trikuti. So in Allahabad, in the Kumbh, uh, those who reach and uh, the Kumbh Mela, they dip themselves in the holy water. That is their interpretation of uh, Trikuti Meshnan. 
So only until and unless you have experienced what is the trikuti in your body, what is that where you uh, shower into, until and unless you have experienced that, my understanding says that we can never go beyond that. So to go beyond that, one needs many, many lives because even to complete or just slow down all your sense organs, it needs multiple years. Even Swami Sadhguru, Swatantra Devji Maharaj, I think in one of his discourses talked about that he had to meditate on the first stage itself for three years. So, so to the, the process of even slowing down all your sense organs in itself is so lengthy that to cross that stage and think about Trikuti, uh, it's, it doesn't seem doable by one's own accord based on the experiences written by those who have crossed those phases. I remember even my father used to talk about it that before that he came across so many different techniques, so many uh, people who would teach meditation because uh, he was uh, detached from the day-to-day -day things and was looking for something beyond life. They all teach you all these things in some form or the other. But to experience it, only an experienced person can direct you to that experience. On your own in this entire life, you can experience the stage one. You can slow down your five sense organs in stage one. You'll barely hear people talking about a stage two if they are doing it on their own. One of my uncle and I forgot the name of the technique. The practice was you have to imagine Om in between your eyebrows. That was the practice. But that is not correct. Om is not something that you imagine. It happens. The sound and the light of Om happens at Trikuti where the, your imagination is not required. Same. So people have learned it. People have read it. And there are so many gurus who talks about different stages and they tell you to to do what is mentioned in the books, but that will not be the same as being the experiencer. So to reach that experience, a direction, purification, and this entire process is a must. Thank you. Um, back to you, Monica Ji. Ji, Ji, Subhajji, thank you so much for the explanation. Yes. Back to you, Deepki Ji. Uh, thank you, Monica ji, for your question and thank you, Subhashi, for answering it uh, so beautifully. <clears throat> so, Subhashi, I have a question. Like, uh, it might sound a little bit childish, but I'm just curious to know uh, 
you know like since uh, we, we have talked about this two uh, two dohas and these are like you know um they they, they both are related to level 5 uh, meditation technique so i'm just wondering uh, sadhaks who are in the uh, fifth stage of meditation so is there any way that we can have satsang with them online or uh, do you know anybody uh, who who is connected you know uh, via virtual satsang with um, other countries you know head um, so that you know we can have the next level like you know um, like that level of satsang I know it's it's related to this dohas but I'm just curious to know since it's a very complicated um, doha and uh, I, I'm just curious to know how those uh, those sadhaks they conduct their life and um, their how their mind works and if we uh, get the chance to uh, have the satsang with them so this is what my question Ji, the question that you have asked um, seems like uh, our senior members, uh, Vijayji, Lalmaniji, they will know if uh, how to contact uh, those people and uh, if they will be willing to come and uh, talk on our platform in this manner. I personally know uh, Rajaswari, uh, Dr. R. Prashad, who wrote uh, the book, uh, Introduction to Vihangam Yoga, Dr. Rajeshwar Prashad. So he came to our medical college and uh, I had uh, requested him to come and talk to the students, the medical students. He came there. And uh, first and foremost, when they talk, uh, it's very difficult to comprehend what they are talking about. Because that experience their experience of um, those stages. It is very difficult to express those in words. When said in words, they are only open to being misconstrued and misunderstood. The way we say that the taste of jaggery or taste of a rasgulla cannot be explained. Only when you taste it, only then you know what it really tastes like. I can tell you it is brown, it is juicy. So even that Aulaka uh, Murabba, what will it be in English? Um, even that sugar-based, sugar uh, uh, those fruits, they also look brown and juicy, but it's not same. So when he talked and talked, even I was listening to him, I could barely understand whatever he was saying. But the outcome was that there were 125 medical students in that auditorium. And all of them were ready to get initiated with the first stage of Vihangam Yoga. So there are certain things uh, 
by as a man of science, I believe in evidence base. So, that spirituality is beyond evidence based. It is experience based. And if you do not have experience, no matter how much mind and intellect we can keep using, there is no way to decipher what someone is talking about. And uh, as they say that these are the people who are Chandra Chakorvat, Ahirnish, like 24 hours a day, their conscious energy is in one and only one direction. They do the daily chores as needed to maintain the body, as needed to, because Sariri, the, the, the cover of our soul has to be nurtured, otherwise uh, you will not be able to, the soul won't have a body to do anything further. So uh, I personally, I'm not in contact with uh, anyone. And Dr. Rajeshwar Prasad, uh, he left his mortal body and uh, we heard uh, about him that he was reborn in Italy. Uh, we also heard exactly where he was born because uh, maybe his uh, mortal journey of birth and rebirth was not complete. So he was born again. And again, I just have heard it and we call it hearsay for a reason. In hearsay and not being a circumstantial witness, there's a big difference. So what I'm sharing is just a hearsay. I am not a witness to any of these. So uh, there are people who have Sarshab uh, Dudesh who have been initiated uh, to the fifth stage. And uh, I don't know if they can be reached out. They should be. And they will be willing and open to share their uh, experience, not just wisdom. That will be a blessing for all of us. So if this is doable, then uh, it's a great idea. And uh, it will help us to understand things better. But again, I would repeat that the understanding is again at the level of the mind. And we are talking about a science which is beyond mind, a science which is only experienced. No matter how someone shares it and explains it, it is never the same as someone experiences it. And back to you, uh, Dipti ji. Uh, thank you so much, Subhash ji. You answered my question so beautifully. Thanks a lot. And I think, uh, Lalji, uh, we have to stop the sharing. One second, Deeptiji, just one small thing. Sure. Subhashji mentioned about uh, Dr. K.D. Sinhaji, right? Uh, I think I, I must have read an article by, by him. Subhashji, is my understanding correct? Uh, uh, is is uh, Dr. K.D. Sinhaji like, still in his mortal frame right now? He's one of a very, very um, great disciples of Sadhguru Dev. Um, and um, I must have read his article in one of the books, I think might, might be Smarika that I got last year uh, on the 75th birth anniversary of our present master. So can you, can you just uh, speak a line or two about uh, Dr. K.D. Sinaj?
Yes. So Dr. Katie Sinhaji was uh, a lecturer in mathematics at RIT Jamshedpur. So it is Regional Institute of Technology in Jamshedpur. It's a city in Jharkhand, a state in India. And uh, that was in the year 1964. Uh, he became a lecturer. Uh, before that also, because I had opportunity to uh, spend time with him and talk to him. And uh, he shared his book with me so that I can make some edits, which I never did. He used to read Bhagavad Gita, Ram Charitramanas, uh, even from his childhood days. He would also do the mantras of Lord Hanuman, Lord Sankar. Uh, he also was a disciple of uh, Sri Dev Raha Baba, a, a famous guru. And uh, there he received the mantra of uh, Lord Vishnu for repetition. Uh, that he mentions, uh, uh, Sri Dr. K. D. Sinaji, he mentions that uh, he met Devraha Baba on the occasion of Mahakumbh at Allahabad. And Devraha Baba predicted that he will get peace and will go ahead with this new approach and will get a new direction. So he learned from Swami Satyanandji in Munger, he learned the practice of Raj Yoga. And uh, he was craving for that supreme light. He was craving for a practice that could give him inner light in which he could see himself and he could see the supreme light. He also did Kriya Yoga uh, practice of Lahiri Mahase at Ranchi, which was founded by Sri Yoganandji. Even I have been, uh, I have visited Sri Yoganandji's ashram in Ranchi. So when he was 40 years old, at this age of 42 years, his uh, younger brother named Radhe Krishna Sinha. Let me see the time. So I will talk for another five minutes because there is a lot of detail uh, which gives us a perspective of how a seeker moves from one to the other place. So now he's 42 when, uh, when his younger brother Radhe Krishna Sinhaji, I had met him in New Delhi. I went to their house and uh, I came across both of them. Uh, I remember seeing them. They both were wearing clad in white cloth and the face was so shiny, uh, both of them. So Radhe Krishna Sinhaji, his younger brother, had brought the then Anubhava Nandaji at his house in Jamsetpur. And uh, 
his younger brother learned about vihangam yoga then and he started having a lot of inner experiences and uh, in his words he was saying that sant anubhavanand ji was a disciple of sadguru acharya sri sotantra dev ji maharaj of vihangam yoga at pakdi baliya that was what he learned when he learned about uh, this vihangam yoga from his younger brother who got initiated with uh, by sant anubhavanand ji uh, and he shared with his brother means kd sinha ji that uh, no kd sinha ji shares his experience here that when he was initiated into vihangam yoga at age 42 his breath stopped and whole consciousness moved up above the head where i saw a brilliant light and a vibratory sound over the entire body i was terrified in the beginning i was not ready to go to balia when requested by my younger brother but when i started seeing pictures of the saint and that picture is of swami sadguru sadapal dev ji maharaj when he started seeing that picture for many days in his mind after this he decided to go to pakri balia and on the day of the journey a young boy of 11 years approached him as a brahmachari and said that gentleman the prakriti is very pleased with you and donate something and when kd sinha ji asked him asked this young boy who is 11 years old how do you know that this prakriti is very pleased with me he said i have acquired this knowledge as parampara guru the 11 year old boy said i have acquired this knowledge as parampara guru and then kd sinha ji went to pakli balia and he saw two pictures on which it was written sant kabir on the picture of that old age as well as boy but he when he met sadguru swatantra dev ji maharaj he was then fully satisfied and started a regular practice swatantra dev ji maharaj told him about his previous life's connection visions of which he used to have during meditation he translated a few books of swami sadafal dev ji maharaj into english and he also wrote two booklets vihangam yoga ek drishti in hindi and disintegration of sensational culture and down of vihangam yoga in english and there is much more detail but time is up so i will uh, stop here and back to you monica ji dikhe ji yes so just one last thing uh, did i hear it correct dr subhash ji that dr kd sinha ji is mortal friend this year i am not uh, very sure of uh, uh, this so uh, i don't want to 
say anything without uh, okay 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 no 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 worries thank you so much for sharing this um, uh, dr subhashi and back to you deepthi ji uh thank you so much subhashi for <clears throat> uh, for speaking on those uh, two complex dohas and uh, uh you gave your best to make us understand uh, in the depth uh, thank you so much again uh, for your uh, you know entire wisdom uh, that we uh, that you shower on us today thanks a lot so now let's uh, move forward to the next section i would like to inform everyone about an event navy is proud to announce it is warrior of the week we all know the best time to meditate is brahma muhurat between 3 am and 5 am but most of us fail to do to encourage this navy started this event where participants join the whatsapp group called brahma muhurat warrior each participant practice brahma muhurat meditation on their own there is no session to join once you are done with the meditation you can send the status to the group as done if you are interested to join the group please let us know and we can send you the link so for this week the warrior of the week listed below maya ji surya alam raju ji tejinder sahadev ji shrirang ji vinita ji prachi shishagar ji lalmani ji and yogesh shishagar ji so congratulations to all of you and thanks a lot for encouraging us to uh, meditate in the brahma muhurat time and inductees of the week are those uh, who who were able to meditate at least once in the past week and they are bhagwati patel ji ranjani ji amit talekar ji vijay kumar ji geet ji rajkumar gupta ji niranjan kumar ji from california and my name is there uh congratulations to all of you too we have now reached the last page of today's workshop in this page we chant the short version of vandana aarti and shanti pat vandana is the prayer through which we seek blessing of the sadguru we request well being of health wealth and seek his blessings for spiritual knowledge I would now request Dave Ji to sing the last four lines of Vandana. Over to you, Dave Ji. Vandana, Prabhu Kalpa Santa Sachmaja Tam Sarva Dharma Chaya Hain Jimi Nadia Sriti Sindhu Ki Hain. विश्वपाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथमायाथम
love and freedom from worries under his holy guidance. I request everybody to stand up for the Aarti. I would now request Devji to sing the last four lines of Aarti. Over to you, Devji. Aarti. Guru Marathi Kati Kandrama Sivaka Nayana Chakor Palaka Palaka Nirakata Rahe Guru Marathi Ki Or Shweta Shweta Maya Shweta He Shweta Shweta Maya Shweta Tina Pada Amta Para Shweta Mahamada Shwe Ashta Chakra Saba Sunya Para Dara Adhara Kipar Taham Sadafala Gara Kia Bully Para Samsar Thank you, Devji. Now everyone can sit down for the final prayer Shanti part. In the Shanti part, we chant for peace for everyone who exists in this universe. May Sadhguru Dev place the entire cosmos with peace, love and prosperity. I would now request again Devji to recite the last few lines of Shanti part for us. Shanti part. He Prabhu Shanti Sarupaho Shanti Shanti Maya Shanti 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 Jana Shanti Ho Purna Shanti Maya Shanti He Prabhu Shanti Pradhanakara Duraho Sarva Shanti Deva Sadafala Shanti Maya Shanti Shanti Sukha Shanti Jasaguru Deva Bhagawan Jai. Thank you so much, Devji, for reciting Vandana, Arti, and Shanti part for us. Thanks a lot. I would like to thank all of you for joining us and also encourage everybody to ponder over the topic we discussed today. The Navy has been conducting the Sunday virtual satsangs and Bihangam Yoga initiation workshops all over the USA and North America over the last few years. Any queries relating to this can be sent as an email to info at bihangamyoga.org. I would like to request, I would also like to thank um, Subhashi, Monika ji uh, for their discussion and uh, question answers and also would like to thank Lalji for sharing the screen and uh, giving their valuable contribution in today's session. See you all next Sunday at 10.30 a.m. EST on the same go-to meeting session. Have a wonderful day ahead and Chai Sadhguru Dev.